Hi friends, what's going on? Hi guys, welcome to OMG Stop. I'm Krista. I'm Jamie. And today we're, we, we, Krista and I realized that maybe we haven't really said a lot of, or told you guys a lot about us. We've just kind of been touching upon things here and there. And we thought that maybe it'd be time for us to tell you a little bit more about ourselves. We're going to ask each other questions. So you guys know a little bit more about us because we're 14 episodes, 15 episodes deep almost. And (laughs) I don't think you guys really know that much about us besides the one post, (laughs) the posts we've done about each other on Instagram. So wait, that's so true. Actually, besides the posts, guys, you haven't heard Jamie and I (laughs) mention how we actually know each other. Just kidding. But seriously. Yeah. So Krista, I guess to start off, Krista and I met in college, like we've mentioned, we the, the way I remember it is that we worked a fashion show at Fashion Week freshman year, and we were both working the front row of this one show. And I, for some reason, I think there were there were so many college kids at this one particular show, and it wasn't even a famous designer. It was I think it was she was an actress, or it was someone I don't even know. Yeah, she was, was it Ali Landry. Was it her? I love that you remember that. You mean possibly it was some like low-key not a big name yet but again Jimmy Metropolitan Pavilion in the city yeah big event space Met Pavilion is gorgeous I had a I have a friend who that was like her dream wedding venue because you can do so much with it and it's I didn't even think about it Jimmy there's a nice staircase too from up there I feel like ooh, great venue in New York City in the heart of Chelsea yeah. yes and also because it was close to me I feel like to us because I think again guys we were able to volunteer at Fashion Week in different kind of fashion related events near FIT gym because obviously FIT was in Chelsea hello it was right around the corner so it wasn't yeah. that bad I think also that you know not like they were afraid to have us go too far but like a we all the whole city to play in but they also like they would pair up a lot of events nearby which was nice right and also this was at the time that fashion week was at Lincoln Center and it was really hard to volunteer at Lincoln Center unless you interned for like those designers I feel like they it was really hard to get volunteer opportunities there but we volunteered at this one show and there were a lot of FIT girls, but also girls from our rival school, LIM. I know people think that Parsons is more of the rival school, but if you're in merchandising, LIM is more of the, the rival school. And I don't want to say like too many bad things about them because I know people who went there, but like Alyssa Coscarelli went there and she's done very well for herself. But there was FIT girls looked at LIM as not great. And those were the girls that like, we thought we were so high and mighty being from FIT and, and we just thought the LIM girls were the girls that couldn't get into FIT. Like they were good enough for FIT, which is really bad, but that, that at least was like the merchandising part of it. Um, but I thought Chris, for some reason, I thought you went to LIM. So disgusting. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I don't know. But that's how we met. And then I started seeing Krista around on campus. And I would see her just zooming from like one, one part of FIT to the other. And I remember being like, oh, that's the girl I did. I did um, Fashion Week with. And then finally, we became student ambassadors the end of freshman year. And then I actually knew her name. And then I would say about a year later, sophomore year, we worked together as ambassadors, but then Krista ended up living on the same floor as me. And uh, she was roommates with a girl that I had a lot of classes with and became very friendly with. Yeah. 
Do you know? But it's so funny because until you mentioned that, Jamie, you guys, again, Jamie and I have mentioned, Jamie was at FIT at the time. The majors have changed since then. Um, Jamie was fashion merchandising management. I was advertising and marketing communications, both in the business school and sort of like intertwinable with certain like gen ed requirements for SUNY school that FIT was. I think, Jamie, I didn't realize that, yeah, LIM for merchandising was almost like Jamie to FIT is like the way design is like design students at FIT are to Parsons. Maybe that's the better kind of right. connection. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there- Cause Parsons is much more of a design oriented school where LIM is strictly a business merchandising school. Um, and if you guys don't know what LIM is, it's a very, very, very small laboratory college. Institute of merchandising. Yep. <laughs> it's a very small college in New York city. They're in midtown. Uh, I, I'm sorry to say I was not very impressed when I went to go visit. Uh, I was much more impressed by other colleges, uh, but they're a pretty decent school. They're a very expensive private school compared to FIT, which is a world-renowned public university. Um, SUNY stands for State University of New York, uh, and we have a huge college, public college system here in New York that's very prestigious, uh, and FIT just happens to be a part of them. So FIT, even if you're out of state, is actually significantly affordable compared to LIM uh, and other, and even Parsons, other private colleges. So Oh my God, Jenny, Parsons is so expensive. So expensive. But if you're going to go for design, like you should go to FIT or Parsons probably. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the two. <laughs> yeah. Like they're both great, but yeah, you're much better off going to Parsons probably than LIM, I hate to say. Oh, geez, Jamie, for sure. But I think also, I mean, again, Parsons, like, I'm not sure about you. I knew some kids, actually, that I went to high school with who I think went up to Parsons. Maybe they didn't graduate, but, like, went there for a year or two. And they weren't in fashion design. But I know Parsons also is really known for, Jamie, I feel like, other kind of tactile design, like, almost like visual merch. Visual yeah, something. they have, they also have some really good continuing ed courses, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do your research, guys, wherever you plan on going, if you're still, if you're, if you're still like TBD on life or taking a segue, whatever. Um, again, LAM, FIT, and Parsons, Jimmy's true all in the city. It's so funny, Jimmy. I didn't even realize until you mentioned that. I like disregarded the fact that when I first went to the city, I checked out, I think, FIT, and that was always kind of like my gung-ho anyways. I popped, I think, by LAM, and I was like, this place is a door. There's no campus. Even though, FIT, no was, campus. Even though FIT was small, we still had like a block, so you felt like it was still – a very kind of close nitty way to be about a mini campus in the middle of chaos. Yeah. You know what I mean? I liked that for me. Yeah. For you. I mean, cause even, and I mean, NYU like sort of has a campus, but not really too. They're spread out so far though, Jamie. Yeah. They're spread out so far, but I would think that's at least maybe the same thing there. Like I always felt when I went to Washington Square Park, it, there was very much an NYU community in the area. Oh my God. Like the whole village and West Village, not so much East, but all I feel like the West Side down, yeah. like down from us. Too, because also like NYU dorms are so bouge on Fifth Ave. They're so nice. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, because I had a high school friend who went there and I visited her one time and I was like, oh, this is NYU. Okay. Nice. But yeah, banana. Anyway. Yeah. But yes. Krista, I wanted to ask you, since we have always mentioned our major, our, our majors, excuse me, um, <laughs> I had coffee a few hours ago. Um, Dad, I had a pop and bottle mocha, so here we go. <laughs> um. What made you choose your major? Yeah. So I, for the longest time, guys, honestly, since, okay, for a hot second, I think, Jamie, maybe you too. A lot of us guys, I, growing up, first thought I wanted to be an artist. I can't draw to save my life, but I was so big on, like, my sketchbook. I love kind of, you know, those really pretty, like, art kits you get with, like, the pastel crayons yeah. and markers. Like, love that. So I'm such a visual color-like person. I love that, but I'm not that talented when it comes to creating art <laughs> in that sense. I wanted to be an artist for like a hot second, you know, that I wanted to be a fashion designer. 
growing up for a while, I would honestly, Jamie, man, I never even told you this before. I used to stay up, you guys. This is in high school, right? Middle, I think, yeah, high school. Not middle school, high school. Uh, watching Style Network. We stay at the Style Network on our TV. Lived on Fiona Hughes, How Do I Look? And <laughs> Look for Less, like so many, Chip and Pepper Foster, like so, like so much Style Network. I watched until like 2, 3 in the morning while I'm like sketching, creating designs, like all this stuff. Again, was never a great sketcher. was never a great fashion designer. But I think I'm a good ideas person, but it's about the execution when it comes to fashion. That's not my, not my expertise. So again, I kind of, I think for a while, I was transitioning from, okay, I love this. And then I kind of, I think for a while, was really aware of kind of like the business and the branding side of fashion a little bit. You know, again, we were young babies in high school. You know, I wasn't, of course, fully aware of um, how big the industry was in publishing. But for a while, after I wanted to be a designer, definitely more so, more so towards like, I think the later part of high school, um, because I loved writing. I love creative writing and journalism kind of things. Um, I mean, I was always a big magazine reader. Um, just such, oh my gosh, I'd eat up magazines like they were candy. I'm like, oh my God, like the, like the euphoria from reading a magazine, opening the page. I mean, my FIT college essay, dude, is an intense, it's an intense emotional situation about my love and devotion for print. Um, so I just knew for a while I really wanted to work in magazines, especially magazine publishing. And honestly, Jamie, it was more so the fact that I was looking at a variety of schools. Again, FIT was kind of like my first choice freshman year of um, high school. I was like, I'm going to FIT. And everyone was like, we just got here. Calm down. And I was like, got a plan, man. Me too. <laughs> you know I, mean? I know, but I think Jamie is true. You and I went to a college where, again, so again, guys, maybe other industries, Jamie might have this too. I'm not sure. I mean, on the top of my head, but like certain industries, guys, you kind of like the passion, maybe even for, for acting or performing arts, of course, it's so intense inside of you where you're just like, dude, none of us got into fashion for money. I mean, I wanted to have money too, but like, I'm sorry. We learned the hard way. You don't make it fast right away. Anyway, especially in publishing, but merchandising may be different because of how, you know, e-commerce is gone, which is nice, Jamie, mm. but I know, but in fashion design is also like, you know, a shit show for pennies. You're eating grass for, yeah. you know, I'm just joking, but you know, everyone kind of like the starving artist mentality. Um, and so I always loved writing. Uh, I really liked, um, like I said, I always did like honors English classes in high school. Even though I was a straight A student, I never did um, like AP classes. Actually, I never did AP classes. So I was like, okay, if he doesn't really care about that. And also B, I was, I like to be involved in everything. So again, I was like, you know, president of National Art Society. I was track captain for distance, girls team. I was um, op-ed editor of the school newspaper. I worked at Ben and Jerry's part-time. Um, I probably wasn't babysitting so much. I didn't have a lot of time high school year, senior, but babysat a lot of my neighbors in high school as well, um, a lot of the kids nearby. And I just always like, hey, money, let's go. Like, got to make it work. And I think, Jimmy, somehow FIT, I came into advertising and marketing communications because I was like, okay, it kind of matched a lot of my interests. And honestly, I think it was the courses, Jamie. I remember those like, remember those like neon colors that they would have maybe when you either, Jamie, I'm not sure if I could request it in the, in a, in the mail or something because I hadn't gone in person yet, but it was like fashion merchandising kind of detailed the major. Yeah, they would, they had different booklets for booklets. each major that you, and it gave you like the course breakdown per semester and what each core course was. Yeah. Yes. And I'm not sure, Jamie, either if like, I requested it online, you or for me, it's like, you know, free stuff they used to give you if you were interested in school. I don't honestly remember, but this was again, before I visited the college at all, I never, again, guys, I had never been to the city. Um, okay. I went to New York city the first time when I was 16, like with my family, I hadn't been otherwise, but even before that, I was like, I'm going to go to college here. My family was like, are you nuts? And I'm like, yeah, let's go. You know, like <laughs> whatever. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Why, why not be like the one wing ding out of like your whole family when they've all been in Vermont their whole life? Like, why not be the one outlier? Cause I'm a, I'm an odd duck, whatever. So, um, I think Jamie, honestly, it was that booklet you, because in this booklet, you guys, it described, I think, um, not only the courses, Jamie, but also I know it described kind of like this could lead to a career in X, Y, Z, a lot of examples. Yes. 
and I that remember for, that. Yep. And I think for me, the big designing factor, honestly, I was dabbling merchandising for a while, but again, guys, I mean, yeah, I like clothes, but I've never been like, oh my, I've never been, I've never been super passionate or interested in the whole, the components of merchandising and how all the businesses for all the retail side, that's never been kind of my, like, you know, my jazzed up situation. I always loved, okay, print, branding, marketing. My dad used to work in advertising sales in the newspaper back home. So I think a lot of that too, maybe it wasn't ingrained in me because I used to work with my dad. Um, he's had some other businesses and just like, I wasn't really close to my dad. So I think part of that drew me the direction. And I was like, okay, I have some skills in this area. And then again, I think Jamie at the time, oh my gosh, we were in high school. I feel like some shows beyond Gossip Girl and stuff, I feel like some other kind of shows starting to come out kind of about maybe more magazines a little bit. Project Runway. But yeah, but beyond that too, you know. If um, like America's Next Time Model. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's a combination of all that. You know what I mean? It kind of just like, it gets all of our yeah. brains about the industry and how there's so many different roles within the whole yeah. umbrella, you know? Or like we were talking about last week, Kelly Catrone. Exactly. Yeah, Jamie, thanks for doing the PR too. Hello, dude. I thought I wanted to do PR yeah. stuff for a bit, but oh I was Oh my God, like, the hills. And like, <laughs> Jamie, she wants to cheat Vogue. <laughs> I know, even though side note, guys, again, respect Lauren Conrad to a degree, but the fact that bullshit, they didn't, and it wouldn't even talk about Jamie else last time too. You guys, they didn't actually work at Teen Vogue or ever intern there. It was all for TV. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Which only makes me mad because, oh my God. Yeah. Even when you love what you're doing, oh. I intern 14 hours a also, day. Also, the Devil Wars Prada came out when we were in high school. That's why, Jamie. And, that and, was- the, and the documentary, the September issue. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Sorry. Because I remember watching that. that in my fashion class. Jamie, in high school? Yes. Stop. Obsessed. Love how you mentioned that. I think, Jamie, yeah. I think it was a variety of guys of like, hey, Jamie, all the media of that, but also, you know, different... You know, again, reading print magazines, things are a combination of my interests and the awareness kind of about, oh, a job in a magazine. I guess my mind doesn't typically go there because where I'm from in Vermont, we have like a Vermont weddings magazine, I guess, kind of a big deal, but they're like psh, Montpelier, not in Burlington where I am, I think, or somewhere far away. And Vermont's not a big state, but it's still far enough where I'm like, I'm not going to no man's land, like up who knows where. But um, the fact that I think to me, yeah, it's a combination of media and my skills and whatnot, I was like, hey. And based on the booklet, I was like, okay, my skills align best in what I want to do with advertising marketing communications. So with that, I decided I was like, yep, let's do it. I don't know. I think just, again, a lot of the classes really appealed to me. Again, I was so, oh my God, I loved just like some of the, beyond the magazine journalism class being an option, um, not so much media buying and things, but I like just like kind of the media communications, like mass communication, a lot of the communication stuff I really was into. I don't know. Maybe because I feel like I had experienced a lot of people kind of people skills I feel like I was good at in high school just kind of feel like I did well and I enjoyed being involved in various you know newspaper public speaking stuff like I said I did as to do you know I had to I had to kind of you know hold these meetings for um National Honor Society plan it every week and oh my god I love that to the moon my teacher at the time uh, Mrs. Lovett she's amazing great lady also was my algebra teacher at the time or algebra two or something for senior year and worked together so well. Just, I love preparing the speech and being in front of people and speaking like a, obviously, you know, it's kind of like everyone's nervous for that, but I mean, I get high from that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. I love those kind of things. So then I just, I think it's always going to be kind of the process of elimination between the other majors options at FIT. I think I was definitely always looking at the business school portion though. You, I mean, I'm not sure yeah. about you, but I mean, I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to do portfolio and get into the school because I know yeah. where my skills lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I can explain. Do you want me did to you explain? Mean for, yeah. To me, for okay. you, to me, did you, did you, because I know you obviously decided like me, you knew for a while again, because you had done some fashion studies while you were in high school. Right. Being close to the city. Yeah. Did you always know you wanted to do fashion merchandising or just was it kind of a coincidence of, again, the interest in the booklet or just people that you knew? Yeah. I think it kind of was so 
when I was 10, I, I figured out that I had an emotional attachment to clothing and fashion and I, some, I gravitated toward it. And my mom at the time had a cousin that had been very successful in the industry, had their own brand. They sold it. My grand, my dad's dad, um, had actually had a fur business in the, in the thirties, um, did not do well, but his first showroom was actually in the co-ed, what is now the co-ed dorms at FIT. Um, so it kind of just was in my blood that I was probably going to do this. And I originally thought about fashion design, but when I took uh, home ec in seventh and eighth grade, I realized I absolutely sucked at sewing and I was never good at drawing, never good at arts, but I was always very creative. And I think one day my mom just said to me, you should look into fashion merchandising. And I was like, what's that? My mom said, oh, well, it's, it's the business side of fashion, but it's still very creative. And she knew people that had worked in the industry from living in New York and whatnot. And so I remember just kind of deep diving into Teen Vogue by the time I was 12. And there was one girl I was very friendly with in middle school who she, I mean, this girl looked like a model. She looked like she was 20 and she was like 13. Um, She was very into fashion and designer brands. We would chat about them. And I just got so enwrapped in Teen Vogue and e-commerce was coming out. And I would pretend online shop for hours a day. and then when it came to being like actually being serious about college, I knew kind of from the bat that I wanted to go to FIT. I knew people had been very successful from the school and the industry. And then when I was a junior and senior in high school, I did two things. One was that I did, I did three things. Actually, I started working in retail was the first one. Then I went part-time to a vocational school. My school had a program where, which most of the schools on Long Island do, you can go to BOCES part-time. Um, and they had a fashion design and merchandising program, which was taught by an FIT alumnus. So she had done very well. So I did that. And then I also did the FIT pre-college courses, which they offered for two summers. So by the time, after my first year of taking classes, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And if, you guys know people that are in high school or middle school, the FIT pre-college courses are legit miniature versions of actual FIT courses. And they're just kind of introductory courses. And that's how I knew, like, I want to, I want to be in here. I don't think I even explored any of the other majors because I knew I wanted to be merchandising. I was going to be a buyer and this was it. My whole mindset was I'm going to get out of Long Island. I'm going to go to this fabulous school in New York city and never come back. And that's kind of what I did in a way. Um, and yeah. And so that's how I got into the major, but too, like I, every time I would go to visit FIT, I loved the vibe of the campus. I liked that it was small. I had visited Oneonta as well as Marist and Marist has a great program as well. I have two friends who went through the Marist program, did very well after graduating. Uh, and I think they have a great program, but it's a tough school to get into. And I just didn't have like the SAT scores high enough. And then beautiful campus though, beautiful school. And then Oneonta, like I didn't write a great essay, but also looking back, like it's very much a party school. And I just never felt comfortable in these big college campuses, but I always felt the most comfortable 
being at FIT. Uh, and I also liked that the school was so unique in the sense that like they didn't have sororities or frats and they were LGBTQ friendly and like everything was just in one place. And I just thought I'm going to be so cool. Like I go to fashion <laughs> school, like screw all of your regular colleges. Like I was very much like high and mighty about it. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to be in the industry. And I think too, like I remember watching the Double Earth Prada and being like, I need to be in this industry. Also, Teen Vogue used to do a ton of free events in Manhattan and being so close, my mom was always up for going to the city. And she thought it was really important that I also go to these events to get an inside look into the industry and and really make sure that this is what I wanted to do. But also my parents were very much for it and said, hey, you know, you could have a really great career if you go into this major. And if you don't like it, you can transfer schools or you can figure something else out. Um, and I remember like the first, I think like the first few weeks of being in school, I was like, yeah, this is, I mean, this is it. This is it. It is a lot of math though. I don't think people realize that. And that terrified me because I was not very good at math when I was in high school. But you learn further on and I had some great professors and I think, I think the other reason why too I chose a major was because I knew FIT got first dibs to a lot of things and it was going to get me in the door faster than going to another college. So yeah, that's kind of why I chose merchandise. And like I said, it just kind of like ran in my blood. And I think when my mom saw that I wasn't good at the whole sewing thing and, and drawing thing, and I hated doing design. I hated doing design in high school, but even my, my teacher in high school was like, you were made for this. Like you got it. You you're, you're going to go far. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I love when you're mentioning all these things. Yeah, Jimmy, I almost forgot. Also like you be on the Teen Vogue thing. I also attended Teen Vogue Fashion University in 2009. Oh, that's cool. I remember yeah. they used to do those things. Yeah. yeah I went to Teen Vogue Fashion U. That's how I met Lexi Lippy, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> and see her. No, Jamie, honestly, so fun fact, but, like, I didn't know it then. I think she made a comment random because we were both in You know, she was FMM, Jamie, I think, with you for a bit and then transitioned to AMC or something. But we had, like, oh. shared classes at times. So, yeah, she did a little bit of both of you. One of those like, – there was a couple of those kids that were in some of my classes that started in yeah. FMM, and I'm like, okay, you weren't a true AMC or just kidding. But, you know – um. It's so funny to me because she like one day was like, what are you doing with me before? Anyway, sweetest person ever. I love her. But it's just so funny how, yeah, A, I went to Timo Fashion University 2009. On that, can we actually, sorry, rewind. So that I think was the first time I had been to New York. Not before my birthday. I apologize. 2009. Does that make cool. sense? Okay. Or the year before I was 16. Yeah. I can't do it. Can I ask, I've always wondered this since you're talking about going to New York for the first time because I, I, I don't know what it's like to go to New York for the first time because the first time I ever went to New York City, I was like four years old. I feel like New York was always my second home. And my parents, because a lot of people on Long Island don't like New York City. I have friends who are like, I hate the city. I don't ever want to be there. And I'm like, the greatest thing in the, in the world is an hour train ride away. How could you not appreciate that? But what is it like to actually come to New York City for the first time? Okay, Jamie, again, I'm from Burlington, Vermont. Like I said, it's suburbia. Like I don't live in the country. I live in like, you know, it's like a small... It's known as like one of it's like it's definitely a city in Vermont, but it's not you know yeah. New York City style, you know. Um, and I told you the fact that I mean, when I had gone to New York, I mean I had not like fight crime, but like my parents were terrified. They kind of see it as Jimmy again. My mom and dad's family, they're all from Vermont. Like you know what I mean. So yeah, my dad's like traveled a little bit. I'm saying you know for work and stuff throughout the years. He's gone out to California for work or LA when he's a kid, and scary stuff happened. Anyways, yeah. everyone has crazy stories. My parents, honestly, a lot of my family too. Of course, dude, just like, you know, we know how media is now, guys, how even back then, people were like, oh my God, is New York so scary? Like, 
Right. You know what I mean? I think it was like, it's part of that you, because again, it's unfamiliarity to my family. And then for me, I was Jamie just like pumped out of my pants. I had like a list of food places to go. Big Daddy's New York City Diner was one of the places I wanted to go. Like I said, we visited. I know it's like not even a big deal, but still like little things yeah. like that. Places, Jamie, I'm not kidding that. I literally had seen, I'm not kidding. I had a list of places I had seen on Food Network that I was like, I want to go visit when I go to the city. Dead serious. Like that's why I went to Magnolia Bakery and I got blisters on my, um, oh my God, my baker shoes, leopard ballet flats that I love them. They were already broken in, but somehow I got blisters from walking Jimmy all the way from like Chelsea, like Upper West Side. I didn't even know where I was going, but I was like leaving my family. Yeah, just like such a, well, I had like, okay, I had a New York City map, like an laminated map from like a gift store. Anyways, you know what I mean? So it was like overwhelming when you first got to Jimmy, me. I was exhilarated. I was exhilarated. Wow. I, I think, Jimmy, I think it was like, but again, it's different because again, everyone's different, guys. My family, Jamie, they were overwhelmed and pooped and like a mental overload. Do you know what I mean? You know, the visual stimulation, like beyond right. not even Times Square, just in general, you like all the people and stuff. Jamie, you know, like it's very different. You eat, I'm sure, even they've been familiar with it basically your whole life. If you live in a place where everyone's driving and it's not that crazy busy, big difference to be in New York City where it's like massive amounts of people at all times and sounds and noise and like, again, Vermont guys is very quiet, very calm. Even though I don't live in like, you know, again, like I said, near farms, or I don't live, like I said, really far out right. from civilization. I'm near like the waterfront. I'm near like the bike path. I'm near everything where everyone has all the shops downtown. doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, it's like a very day. normal suburb. Yeah. Basically. You know what I mean, Jamie? Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I think it depends. You know, it's like maybe just like you said, how we, you know, maybe you knew like certain jobs or certain tasks that were growing up and stuff like we're right for you to have for your career. It's like, I just knew, okay. I felt like almost like more alive than ever before visiting. And I wasn't scared. I spent, like I said, three days there. Like I said, I think I'd only been there. Like I said, I only had been there. I told you, I guess it was twice because Teen Vogue Fashion University, like I said, I was like a weekend. Like I said, kind of, you know, my dad went with me actually. He's the best man in the world. You know what I mean? My mom, she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I paid for this. I didn't even ask permission. And I was like, can't need to get there. My dad and Jamie stayed in, um, we stayed, I think literally in a hotel in Secaucus, New Jersey, took a bus in. Teen Vogue University was like all day long. Yeah. We got out at Port Authority. It was like such a, you know, haul and a half to plan out, dude. It's, it was nuts. I was going to say, it's funny you say that. You made me think of how, so by the time I was in high school, my dad had retired. And oh, the yeah. first year I did the pre-college courses, even though I was 16, my parents wouldn't let me take the Long Island Railroad by myself. And every morning my dad would come into the city with me for, because nice. the courses were they were, I think, Monday, yeah, Monday through Thursday. Oh my God, um, Jamie. They were, yeah, it was like pretty intense. And he would come in with me and he would just go explore Chelsea, go walk around. I mean, my dad had been exploring New York City by himself since the time he was like 12 years old. Um, Cause he's, he's from Brooklyn. So, he, <laughs> but, but, but it just made me, you made me think of that, how like my dad was, you know, definitely, definitely a, uh, top notch to he didn't have to get up at seven and you know take a 7 30 a.m train with me to make sure I got to class at nine and then just hang out around for like four hours that's what I did my dad Jimmy literally I'm not even kidding you my dad had bought from the Barnes and Noble I think literally in Union Square he bought like the OJ Simpson book my dad never reads but he literally Jimmy just like took the book and was like reading like and sitting on one of the big tables or whatever he told me this he always tells me about it all the time because usually that team of Fashion University worked as like I believe yeah you had kind of like tons of like sessions you kind of had different choices to choose different things to attend throughout the days and a lot of it was you know I think to me probably either nine to four or five or maybe nine to three anyways like I said we meet up afterwards you know like we said we get food whatever and just like go back to New Jersey again we stayed for the weekend so 
it was busy, but it was all because I told them I wanted to go to New York and because, yeah, yeah, support from the family. I mean, not I, always support in all levels, but yeah, yeah. But I think that's, I think you and I are lucky in the sense that we both had, like, our parents didn't stop us from going there. I mean, my mom did in other ways, but that was because yeah. she, she didn't want me to go to FIT because my mom works, guys, at the University of Vermont. Um, bookstore mm. and UVM guys is a phenomenal school. It's yeah. a big, it's a big university in Vermont. The biggest thing though, they're really big on agriculture, medicine. They're huge on. They're big on education. Right. They have, you know, they have a lot of again the science kind of majors. Obviously, that people are really prime on. They'll come. People from all across New England. Maybe some people out west. A lot of times, people in California will come a lot here. I don't know why, but they do, um, which is cool. But I'm saying like I know why because it's a great state, but also just like they all will like jump ship and come across. You know what I mean? And UVM, because my mom obviously has been a textbook manager for eons, like her entire life has been there, her job, because my Pepe used to work at the bookstore anyway, so she got her job from her dad and family and stuff. Um, I could get free tuition. And that was a huge thing too back in the day because, I mean, even nowadays, hello, my college loans are never going to be gone. Okay, I'm not like negative mindset, but I mean, that's not going to go down anytime soon. I've been dropping some dough towards it with this time, thankfully, um, with, you know, the bonus of unemployment and stuff, obviously, because I've obviously all fitness jobs have kind of been called off and doing my own thing, but it's been a funky bumpy time. And a lot of times, even though my dad's been very supportive, I'm saying in terms of like what I want to do for a job, my mom like supports me. But when it came to, you know, school and everything, my mom and her whole family, when I told Jamie, all my uncles and relatives, like aunts and uncles, when we were in high school about, Oh yeah, I'm going to college in New York city or I applied or all that. So much, so much pushback, so much pushback. Yeah. My parents were like, just don't, just don't do theater. Just go, don't, just don't be a theater major. But yeah, Jimmy, then, Jimmy, do you want to discuss that? Because you, Jimmy, I know for so long you, theater was a big part of your life when you were in school. I guess it's like a little fun fact. I feel like people don't know about me. So I was never, this played a big part in, in my, my childhood and it still plays a big part in my life. Uh, So both of my parents are I should say are theater people my dad per my dad it was almost on Broadway my mother has a SAG-AFTRA card she well she got her AFTRA and her SAG card when they were separate um my mother still performs on Long Island she's part of multiple theater groups uh but my parents are big performers and that was something that I think a lot of their families didn't really understand when they were growing up. I know my mom said like not her family really didn't understand her theater. And I don't think my grandparents really got it, but both my parents sing, they both act. Um, my dad doesn't perform anymore, but I was a really, really, really shy kid. And I somehow got involved with, in my town, we have a summer theater program for fifth graders through 10th uh, graders. and I had first I had done stage crew at I was I had volunteered to do stage crew uh at in our at our middle school um mainly because there was a boy that <laughs> I was kind of having a thing with um and my neighbor was involved so I got involved and I really liked it and I decided that summer I wanted to be on stage and I had always done choir um growing up but and I always knew like I hate to say this. I always knew I could sing, but I was always too nervous to do solos and things like that. So when I went to high school, I I did this summer show and I performed. My parents were shocked because I used to be terrified of the world. I couldn't believe that this shy little girl they had was on a stage and singing and dancing and having the time of her life. And it just kind of clicked that I, I was never athletic, but there was something in the performing arts 
that was a huge creative outlet for me. And so all throughout high school, I did choir, I did theater. I got actually a few scholarships from performing uh, for college when I was doing the theater and I loved it. And I, when my parents saw that I really had an appreciation as well for Broadway shows all throughout high school, I, I, every few months we would go into the city and go see a show. And by the time I was 18, I had seen about 50 Broadway shows at that point because I loved it so much. And actually when I was looking at colleges, I was looking at places that maybe I could minor in theater at least to still have that performing arts, but also being in theater teaches you how to be in front of a crowd and it teaches you how to present and how to get people's attention. And I always tell people that when they're going to college, like you should take a theater class just to get that kind of skill. But I loved performing and I loved singing. And that's how I met my friends in high school. And that's how I connected with people. And yeah, I loved doing theater. I miss it. When I got to college, I stopped performing. And I definitely got to a point where I was an adult where I, where I was like, oh, I really wish I could perform again. And my voice is not as trained as it used to be because um, I had a really strict choir teacher in high school. But I, it's something I would, I would love to go back to. And yeah, I, I'm a big, big theater, big theater person, but my parents, because they had had so many, so many things that happened in their lives that kind of showed them like this was not supposed to be their career. It was supposed to be maybe something on the side. My parents were just really concerned about me maybe wanting to do that full time. And so they were like, please go into something you can get a real job in. And I have to say my, my parents ended up, my mom worked in television, my dad became a teacher. So that's why theater, I always say theater is more of like the fun thing for us and the family. And that's why they were kind of like, just don't, don't be a starving artist. Please don't, just please don't waste our money. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah. Did, did you ever consider that? Isn't it, isn't it, what's it called? Marymount Manhattan. Isn't that a performing arts school? Oh, I didn't even look into performing arts schools because oh, that's the really other okay. thing too. I was so set on FIT that I knew if I really wanted to go into theater, I should have done voice lessons. I should have taken, I should have done more because the kids that did go into theater for my high school, those were the kids that really like their parents saw something in them and and really tried to do something and this one kid I went to high school with his name I'll get, uh, I don't want to give him a shout out he's very shy but <laughs> this kid is one of the most talented actors I've ever met and I remember being like I'm not on his level but Jamie. if I were to go to theater school like I'd have to be on his level he's he's incredible um but he too he has like a real like a, a real job and he just kind of does like theater on the side now but yeah Nice. It wasn't something I ever considered doing full time. And I'm not a dancer by any means. I'm not a dancer at all. That's okay, Jamie. Oh, but Jamie, do you feel like, I mean, I guess that's true. I feel like, I mean, I know because I know of, again, I mean, I've dated two guys who are actors, not professional. Well, calm down, not like that. One has a good IMDb page, but that was New York State situation. But the other guy is like, he's done a lot of stuff in the New England area. Again, performing arts. I'm a Leo, love the creative type, so I'm like drawn to that kind of thing. But yeah, do you find Jamie also that? A lot of people um, who maybe, again, like you said, you were shy growing up or whatnot, who are very within themselves maybe and kind of not super outgoing, they, they are drawn to theater because then they kind of like become yeah. alive on stage. 
Oh yeah, definitely. We used to say like we were we were definitely the weird kids. We were so weird. But I also used to say like most of us were in band and choir, and I was I always used to say like the band kids were like the cool kids of like the performing arts people. But yeah, we definitely <laughs> were like weird. Like I hated gym class for the life of me, dude. I never liked gym class. I teach fitness now, which never is like. <laughs> but also the other thing too was that I feel I think in my town, like my town is very big on sports, and I think this was when I. Be- and you have to clear Chris and I technically are part of a baby boom from the nineties. And I don't think they realized that when it came to the grade before us and the, in our grade, there was a huge boom in the theater program and they saw a ton of ton work. Like they never had such big casts before in their shows. And it was kind of to prove in a way to the school district, like, you can try and defund the arts, but now you have kids that are in both sports and arts in our district and they want both and you need to make sure that both are funded properly. So yeah, but definitely the kids like, yeah, the kids that in drama club, some, but I, I don't know, it was a weird mix. Like some of the kids in, in drama club that I knew were, were very popular and had a lot of friends and other times they were like kind of weird, but I didn't care. I thought it was no. so, I thought it was so cool being no. here. So I was like, you oh, you can throw a football, bitch, I can sing. That was my mentality. <laughs> Sounds awful, but anyway. No, Jamie, are you kidding? That's totally That one from my grade is in the WNBA. That's a fun fact. Okay, that's amazing. Women's basketball, all about it. That's amazing. What a yeah. badass. Rhea Hartley. Woo-woo. Jamie, that's awesome. So I think it's so crazy and so funny how like I mean, I feel like for you, I feel like a lot of things that maybe you did when you're younger, yeah, like you find out kind of like a side thing. I mean, you, I never, ever thought I'd be teaching fitness. But I mean, I guess yeah. it all makes sense going back only because a couple things. And maybe I think I told you before, maybe not. But for those who don't know, guys, I basically grew up teaching others in different ways. And I didn't even, maybe like inadvert, I don't know, just like, psh, it's so natural. I don't plan on it. I don't even know how. Um, when I was in elementary school, at recess, I used to teach kids tricks in the monkey bars. And you know, Jamie, oh my also, God. Jamie, and no, did I ever tell you this before? No. Oh my God, stop. Get so excited for all this. Fun facts, fun facts. <laughs> okay, Jamie, so like, not just the monkey bars, guys, but you know how, like, Jamie, next to the monkey bars are kind of always like single bars to kind of like hang on, swing on, whatever you want to yeah. do. I used to, and like the other kind of like, almost like they would do, like, the, I think men's gymnastics does it, but not women's, um, kind of like do the double like, bars. The, what kind of bars? Like the double bar? Yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah. But, kind of, but not like this swing, not like the ring, sorry, but those like two bars that you kind of like, not mm-hmm. like Pamela horse, but kind of those two, anyway, so I used to do whole routines on like that kind of stuff in the bars, and I would just like, for fun, I'd be kind of messing around, like I said, elementary school, guys, this is like second, third, fourth, fifth grade, um, like I said, I almost didn't realize, I guess, the impact it had on everybody else until when we, at our school, our fifth grade class, in my English class, which I love this little task exercise, I still had the book in my room, do we all kind of wrote what I like about you, about one person each, I guess, it was like each day of the week, I think, or like each week, the seniors, so sorry, seniors mean like the fifth graders, you know, kind of graduating yeah. elementary school, and we was like, cute little fun facts of like, what I like about you, and so many people, oh, sorry, rewind, this was in eighth grade talking about elementary school, though. A lot of kids that went to elementary school were like, oh, I loved how you used to do teach us tricks in the monkey bars. You were so cool. And I'm like, I never knew that was a thing. <laughs> I was just, I was just, I was just a kid playing on the monkey bars, having fun. And like, you know what I mean? Playing on those other bars. Like, I did gymnastics with you for like one year in middle school because my school didn't have a gymnastics team. So I had to go actually to Williston. Um, um, a place called Green Mountain Gymnastics where, again, it's totally, gymnastics is one of those things, guys. You can't just do it. 
one day a week and like learn anything, especially you have to be like super young because your body has to like form to all these things. It's super intense, but I appreciate it to the moon and I love it. Um, my school didn't have gymnastics team, but I did happen jazz for five years. Um, and then like some other kind of hip hop stuff through after school programs. But um, the fact that um, gymnastics, I always wanted to do more. So I kind of like did some, Jimmy, almost like, um, like random kind of like pay for like monthly sessions. Like I said, kind of, like, I was like part of girls who were all kind of maybe on their own kind of training, but they maybe also were at a high school that they were competing in. You know what I mean? So I was like the outlier who was like, Oh, I'm just here once a week. You know, and these girls were not like sick it style. If you ever watched sick it, not like that intense, but some of them were, some of them were, you know, at the gym I was at, some of them were, you know, um, a young elite, whatever gymnast, like really insane. And actually the owner of the gym, my mom knew growing up. That's why it's a funny connection, I guess. But okay. So, but she had a super nice Jamie gymnasium. Like I said, big gym with a foam pit, a big tumble track and a big, you know, all the monkey bars. And I mean, sorry, all the uneven bars and the balance beam. And I always love that kind of stuff. I don't know. I did a lot of summer camps growing up um, a little bit here and there. And I always love the activities that were like mess around and kind of have fun and play. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, Fitness should be fun. Life should be fun. Because, I mean, I take myself very seriously, but I try to take life too seriously, seriously, depending on, I guess, the subject. But um, the fitness thing, I think, happened on accident because I always had people, so again, I cared about school a lot. I was very particular, very perfectionist, never satisfied You were always myself. very active, though, because I was going to mention dance-a-thon. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, guys, and Jamie and I were in college. Um, I was dance relations of the FIT dance-a-thon. And basically, guys, what that is, if people who are familiar with um, UPenn, they had a big, Jamie, I think, Terry, oh, our old student ambassador guy's advisor, used to go to college at UPenn. She also was the advisor um, for dance Her and I became very close. She's an amazing woman. Jamie, I loved her as a student ambassador advisor. She's and great. She's such a One good woman. One of the best woman. bosses I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's, oh my God, such a great woman. We just like, yeah, she's the best. And um, like, a, like a little mental session going to her office. <laughs> so senior year, oof, had those days. But uh, at FIT. But Dance-a-thon, um, Jamie knows, guys, so I was one of the, I was, like, one of six directors, again, one of the kind of, I guess, um, senior top three or so, dance relations, so I would kind of promote, guys, this 12-hour dance marathon on campus, raising money for an organization called KIDS, K-I-D-S, Kids in Distress Situations, and I think now um, it's a little bit different, they kind of, we kind of, like, changed the name towards the end to be some other kind of organization tied into it, but some other colleges, guys, like, big, big schools, again, Jamie mentioned, FIT guys wasn't a big school. Like, I mean, it's like well-known, but not like we weren't some big campus university that was like hundreds of thousands of sports teams and all this stuff. But still, we had us on campus again. It's a good philanthropic event. And it was just fun because, I mean, I love to move, clearly. But it was so fun. It's like dancing um, for 12 hours, guys. And it sounds nuts, but I mean, I don't know. Something is also kind of special when you're past the threshold point, past like, what is it called? Like, past the point of sanity where you're so tired losing your mind I think that stuff is hilarious when you're all just like I don't know it's goofy it's fun nothing you know no drugs whatever's involved like it's all just like natural highs and it's so fun so I did that in college for a couple of years guys and Jamie came dance with on and just like good times and I think Jamie also I guess oh geez I guess also in the past I mean for a snippet of my life I wanted to be a professional dancer but let's calm down I'm not that good again life dancer I'm a weird freak where like I'm not you know pro at ballet specifically or you know certain modalities of dance no just kind of like very I don't know move with the music kind of thing um mm -hmm. and so yeah like I said it happened jazz but I just I really loved it and I was always I guess considered one of the best and I was actually really young when I got um moved up from the usual um dance class I was in at the dance studio here when I was again 
like middle school until early high school. Um, I actually was one of the youngest in the juniorettes, kind of second to highest level. Um, I was like the only one in middle school in this group of like tons of high schoolers and they all kind of hated me. Like, who's this little chick in here? You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just, because again, I could catch on pretty fast, I guess, to moves and I just love it. But the problem is like, of course I used to go too fast, not surprised. Um, so it's all about kind of doing my own thing, I guess now. And fitness, I think to me more so happened, um, maybe on accident, like I said, because when I had been working, um, in print sales, like reprint sales at Korean communications for two years, um, while I was there, cause again, I don't do well at a desk for a long period of time, even before my surgery and strokes. Um, I was on the side, um, training, taking classes at surfs at New York city. They're in the East Village, guys, and um, I believe it's like East Fourth Street. My memory's kind of like mm, I've been there forever, yeah, but the Astor Place area. Yeah, it's like below that area, kind of yeah. like off the side. Oh my god! Oh, I used to walk there. Oh my gosh, and back to whatever subway stop I used to get on to go back to Queens. But oh, just like good times. Uh, I became to. I started to become. Um, I got certified to be um, certified surf set fitness instructor. Um, they're guys are actually nationwide. They have studios in Taiwan and a lot of other kind of different countries across the country, across the world, across the globe. And um, they can all be found like online, but they were on Shark Tank too. Fun fact. And I always loved Shark Tank, but I kind of started getting into fitness a little bit in the city. Do you think with 305 too? Because I was just maybe simply bored at my desk job because again, my mind moves very fast. I mean, I don't know if I have a short attention span, maybe just like my personality does or a combination of both. Plus the way, you know, jobs kept changing and my big goal to be a magazine editor, I mean, my first job being at Women's Health, that was like the best and worst damn thing that ever happened to me because I was like, oh my God, I'm finally on the masthead of a magazine. I told you I had, Jimmy, so many issues. Like the first, I have all the issues of the six months I was there in my room. And the first magazine I was in, I think it was like their October issue in... 2000, I don't want to say that. Nope, it was April. I'm sorry. The first time my name was in print, and I had brought a bunch home to my relatives at my other cousin's baby shower many moons ago. My cousins all had me sign in. I felt like a celebrity. It was so cool. I just, I've always loved print. I always wanted to do that. You know, it's just the job ended up traumatizing me in a couple different ways. But um, it was living Dove Wars Prada, and it's hard because I always kind of wanted that. But be careful what you ask for because it affects a lot now. of how I view myself, um, what I think I'm worth in regards to being a human, in job, the way I felt with a lot of other women. I've always, I feel like, kind of felt pushed down by other women in general in life. And so a lot of that's been a fun learning experience over the years. But um, again, fitness kind of became a side thing. And then um, it just so happened to be what I took on full time when I moved back home after surgery because sort of after the strokes, it was not my only option, but basically the only thing that I felt I could do with ease and I happen to be good at apparently so and I love it so it makes me feel good too because um I don't like focusing all on myself when it comes to like a job I mean I'm not okay I'm not you know like feeding the hunger or anything crazy but I like helping people in certain ways you know what I mean it's fun that okay if I can have fun and teach someone else something have them get out of their own head for a little bit beautiful that's a priceless situation all that could be a part of that and meet a lot of great people um, through fitness. Again, that's why I'm also part of the National Fitness Day Ambassador Community of Fit Pros um, in New York City and stuff. And a lot of us now are kind of spread out in different locations. But my good friend Kim um, Belak, who's actually from LA, she was in, I met her Jamie in the city, actually at Dare to Bear event for a bit. 
So nice. all I don't know weird things, you know, it's like, do you feel like Jamie, I guess, because for you, Jamie, with, okay, so you're merchandising and you're happy about that. Even still for a while after graduating, your job stuff, you weren't, you didn't feel kind of stable for a bit. I think when you, when everyone graduates college and gets jobs, they realize that working is just, working just sucks. Like, I hate to say it, like, none of your friends are happy. No one's happy at their job. No one. There's a bad side to everything. And when I, I think the problem was I, when I got my job, my job was very fast paced. And I see it now that I'm teaching someone who is in my old role and I've moved on to a new one. Um, Like just how much I learned in so little time and how, yeah. And like how far I've come, but yeah, I definitely almost left my job after a year because it was a very stressful position. I was very underpaid. And I think everyone has this realization of, you know, everything is not what it seems. That's yeah. I, yeah, no, none of my friends were happy in their jobs. No one was happy in their jobs. Everyone was just kind of like, all right, I guess this is what we're going to do the rest of our lives. So. See, but I hate that. Cause like, I mean, not, I'm saying not like that, but the fact that, you know, it's like for anyone guys, like, yes, I get that any job can be redundant, but it's like, we all guys should maybe it's this time, you know, this whole year has kind of been crisis 101 <laughs> for everyone of um, 2020, but we all guys should be doing something with our life. Ideally, that makes money for us, I guess. You know, if we need money to, of course, you know, exist in this world. But also the fact that we all should enjoy what we're going to do because, yeah, we all do need to work for a long period of time in our life. And we should hopefully enjoy it. You know what I mean? And that's, I think, a big thing for me where it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's also, again, just goes back to, again, my first job being a Ben and Jerry, Jamie. I told you, Hallie, the quote of my fridge, literally. Yeah. If it's not fun, why do it? Yes. So yeah. much life is not fun but we all should at least enjoy kind of what we're doing and spending the majority of time with, you know, 40 hours plus a week. Right. I think the other thing though about my job, which is why I stayed is it's not traditional and it constantly, it constantly changes. And I think that's why I didn't end up leaving in the end. I ended up staying because it, it's never the same thing every year. There's always something, there's always something new. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, was, I was trying to think if there were any other last topics. I don't know if we wanted to touch upon like favorite places we've been as like fun facts. And Ooh. How... Oh, we can Jamie. Yeah. Favorite places we've been so far in life. Favorite places that we've been to in life, Jamie. Like favorite places we've been yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, favorite... for me, I haven't traveled a lot yet. And that's, I was talking to my parents earlier today about like, oh, your birthday is coming up. And I'm like, yeah, my birthday is next Saturday um and they were talking about I guess like little things and I was like well they want to travel more next year and do stuff but it's like everyone with the virus and safety and health is kind of like very TBD on that but anyways when it comes to birthday gifts but um other than of course Jamie like I said being in New York for seven years um again I went to LA I think I mentioned to you it was only like for maybe like half a week when I was working at um a different media job I was account executive for BizBash and I worked there for their LA event and that was amazing, even though I got super sick when I came back <laughs> um, from the flight and everything because of the big major delay. I loved it. It was kind of cool to be out west for like a hot second. I definitely want to spend time eventually in Colorado a little bit, maybe not like live there, but like spend time there because I feel like I have so many people that I know that are out there. And everyone says Denver or other parts of Colorado, like Vermont. So that was a oh, pro sure. or a con, but I'm not a winter sports person, but just like to visit. Um, my big thing, Jamie, was for me, I know you had a little bit of time in Europe. My thing was, because when I was in high school, actually, because I was always constantly working guys from the time I was like 12, 13, I was babysitting. And then, was, and then I kept babysitting, honestly, for like, my, I used to babysit across the street, my neighbors. 
a babysitting at one point for kids, helping their mom kind of like full time with them to Maine. So I was kind of like an au pair or nanny, but I was kind of like a full time babysitter at certain points. I'm good with people. I love kids. So I did that. But then I, Jamie, in high school went to um, Paris, France for a week. And we actually guys went to a lot of places outside of Paris, which which was an amazing experience. And I would love to go back. Oh, my gosh. I thought I wanted to live in France after I came back because, A, my, a lot of my mom's family, they're all French Canadian. My meme and Pepe, my meme, like, even though she speaks English, she, there are certain words she only knows in French, and it's amazing. And so, um, I, again, I did, I did five years of French in school growing up, and I love my French teacher. So, she's a native of the Pays de Loire in, in France, a certain um, county, kind of like outside of where Paris is and everything. And so, we went on the trip, Jamie. We met, like, her mom and her sister, and it was just, like, Aww. it was, like, me and, like, five other girls again. This was in high school, guys, and... Yes, it was a very expensive trip in high school, but I was like, you know what? I wanted to go because I've been working so much already in my life, and obviously I was, like, planning on working more. Hello. But the fact that it just – I think it's so great to travel, and I unfortunately haven't been able to go really elsewhere at all because my whole family is not a big – like, I have really good friends here in Vermont who, like, they're so big on traveling all the time and studying abroad. So, uh, I don't have all the money and means for that, unfortunately, and also my family doesn't, I guess view the importance of that the same way everyone's different with that so um a lot of my family kind of is very apprehensive to go even before the virus just like in general they're kind of like they're not big explorers about trying new things and i'm like let's go i don't know so i just i mean i only spent like i said a week in in france and again we're traveling like i said outside of paris a lot of great day trips and seriously i really was deeply considering like spending time in france for a while because i i loved it i could live there i'm dead serious it was like this place is so damn chic Everyone is so nice. It's just like, I mean, again, I speak French, but I'm not fluent right now. I'm very right. rusty, obviously, you know. I used to speak, you know, a little bit my meme, kind of like talk more, I guess. You know, the more you use it, again, you lose it for any okay. of us, the language. But um, like I mentioned that, again, I have a lot of Latino friends that are here right now that are really, they're part of, they're friends of friends through a really good um, friend, Megan, here. And I've learned a lot of Spanish through them. And again, I took Spanish, Jamie, for uh, my liberal credits at FIT. Yep, Spanish. Same. Yeah, yeah. Also, because I mean, also I worked so many food jobs in New York. I mean, everyone in the kitchen spoke Spanish. You have to kind of know a little bit to kind of joke around with, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. But I guess to me, my big thing was, like I said, Paris in high school. And what was your big thing, I guess, for places that you've gone? Other than that, I haven't been anywhere. Yeah. Um, well, I've been to LA multiple times because we have a lot of my family friends ended up moving out there. My mom's best friend is out there, her college roommates moved out there. Um, we have some family out there. So that was also one of the reasons why I wanted to move there was because it, it just became very familiar to me every time we would go visit. And I just liked how it was, I like cities. I'm a big city person and I liked how it was a city, but it was so different palm trees. And, (laughs) um, but I was just reminiscing between my friends. I was like, I'm just thinking about when we were in Malibu at Malibu farm and having lunch and it was beautiful. And yeah, so I, LA is a good one. I think the two biggest ones for me were going to Israel and going to London. So I went on the first time I ever went abroad was I went on birthright when I was 19, um, went on birthright to go to Israel and it was insane. I was just telling Krista with everything going on in the world, as someone who didn't grow up in a big Jewish community, I finally felt I was of the majority of people for the first time in my life. And you truly feel as a Jew that you are home. I know some people don't feel that way, but that's how I felt. Um, so I loved going to Israel. And I think 
it was, it was a great trip because they took you to so many different parts. We went to Tel Aviv, went to Jerusalem, Golan Heights. Like we just went everywhere. Uh, we went to a city that wasn't far from Gaza where there were bombshells everywhere, which kind of was kind of creepy, but great, great trip overall. I loved it. Uh, you know, good educational stuff and religious stuff and just fun to meet new people. And then I went, to, I studied abroad in London the summer after, and I fell in love with London. I, it was the one city where I was like, I, I could live here. I could a thousand percent live here. My friends and I say that it, we don't know what it is about London, but there's just something so magical about it that you're just happy to be there. And London is so much like New York. And I know some people hate being there, but my God, is it like the coolest place on earth? It's amazing. It's expensive. And then I, my parents for my 25th birthday, my dad had never been overseas. It had been almost 30 years probably since my mom had last been overseas. My mom traveled a lot to Europe when she was a kid. Um, my grand, as she used to say, her parents never wanted to travel down the block. They wanted to go halfway around the world. And that's what my grandparents did. They oh, that's awesome. pretty much went to every single place you could imagine. And my parents, my mom went when she was older. My dad started to realize now that he's older, he has not traveled enough. So uh, we went, we took him to London. We also have family who live outside of London. So that was the other reason why we wanted to go. And it, yeah, London is like the, is like my city. Like it, like <laughs> that is the one other place I could just, you could put me in the middle of Oxford street. I don't care how crowded it is. I'm just happy to be there. So yeah. And I went to Paris for a hot sec when I was studying abroad in London. I thought Paris was beautiful. I'd love to go there. Yeah, at night, Paris is amazing. Oh yeah. my gosh. We were there during the day. City of so... lights, guys. City of lights. Yeah. So I need oh. to go to Paris more. My parents want to go to Italy because that, that's my mom's favorite place, I think, in the world. And my dad is, um, his mom was of uh, her family was from Naples, so he wants to go and see Italy. But you know, again, with the with, with the virus, it's kind of hard to travel. We were going to go to Chicago at one point. That's definitely one city I'd love to go to. Yes, Jimmy, that's been on my list too because heard so when, many good things. I told you when I covered because um, I was one of the publications I handled sales, right. reprint sales. Yeah, for two years at Crane and all of my um, I guess not even clients, all the clients in Chicago. Oh my God, ma- good people. They are good, anyways, good as humans. But um, yeah. the, the team we had, like our like our team, and Jimmy, I know you work people in LA. The team that I had for work at the time, they were based in Chicago. They were awesome too. So I really always enjoyed them. And um, also one of my good friends was in New York. You that I met interning in college. That was at Beverly Lewis. She's from Chicago, so that's also oh, pretty cool. cool. She lives in the city, but you, she's from um, Chicago, and she always goes there a lot. And I'm like, dude, killing me because I really want to check it out. But my dad went there once and stuff. But even so, yeah, Jimmy, I'm do same as yeah. you. I definitely oh, and I like Boston. Boston's one of my favorite cities. Love Boston. So, do I'm big on cities too, definitely. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, there's definitely a lot of places. Oh, I told you, Jamie, Nashville. Oh my God, I can't, I'm not, sorry, I didn't know we're saying local stuff too. My trip to Nashville also was like a big thing for me because, again, I was like, oh, I could live here maybe too. But a lot of me hesitant to that because, A, Nashville is very expensive and growing right now because everyone's trying to go down there before the virus even starts. Everyone's like, let's go to Nashville. Jimmy, it's the new, almost like how New York and LA are hotspots. Yeah. Now let's go to LA. And everyone's like, let's go to Nashville. But also, of course, you have there a lot of starving artists because, again, they're big on music there, which is, again, great, but it also kind of becomes a huge pocket for that. Uh, They're all kind of like trying to be artists like in LA and New York they are. Um, I just love it. told you, obviously, I mean, A, I mean, obviously, I've always been up north and especially, you know, in New York compared to Vermont, but even still going down south, I mean, hello. 
they're almost like not too nice, but you know, it's like, yeah, people in Vermont are nice, but Southern nice is like a whole other animal. And it kind of throws me off. And the fact that I talk so fast, they're probably like, who is this chick? Yeah. But it doesn't matter. So I do went there. So I do have one of really good high school friends um, last April. And oh my God, I love Nashville so much. So you like, I follow like all their um, health spots and all their cool beauty shops on Instagram, on social. And they always comment. We always like exchange things. Like they're just good people in Nashville too. And again, my friend and I had an awesome weekend there. And again, all great food. Again, all about the food. Honestly, guys, like good cuisine in France, like great sights to see. Just yeah. good, good air. I don't know. It's just, I mean, shopping us a different yeah. animal, but. There's some great kosher delis in LA. <laughs> really? Jamie, great oh juice in LA. Very good juice in LA. Yeah. Wait, oh, I never yeah. would have known that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh. well I, those are like the two big Jewish cities, I would say, in, in this, in the in the United States or New York City and Los Angeles. See, I wouldn't know that about LA. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I just never would have thought that, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. So. And I think it's okay. hard to me. I think also as we're getting older, you into our late 20s, it's like trying to figure out, okay, they always say, A, either like travel while you're young slash while you're, you know, like single or not, you know, committed to people, families and things, you know, if, if you're choosing to get married and then if you want to have kids, whatever, right. or pets. But it's all like, I think it was also hard because I know for me and then for you too, like we have, I think, been – the way it's like my brain was also FIT, like a very work, 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 Rihanna mentality, you know, where it's like hustle to the grass in New York sort of mindset too. But it's just, I mean, yeah. I've never been one to take a break. And yeah, same. You know what I mean? And even still, it's like beyond that. I think it's, for me, it's like my student loans with my family about, okay, with travel and money and stuff. But it's like, yo, got to make some moves. I don't know. Again, it's just like things pop up and it's like, I would love to spend time, like I said, um, down in different countries, like I said, um, Central America, like I said, for sure, kind of like Caribbean past that, Central America kind of stuff. Um, and the fact that um, there was something on LinkedIn the other day that I tagged one of my other friends and I was like, we're going to Barbados, let's go. Joking. But like, I would, I mean, I don't know, there's a lot of to research for all that too. With, and some of those things you need vaccines for and stuff to go. Yeah. It takes, a, it, it takes a lot out of you just planning some of the travel stuff. I know, that's a thing. It's just like, I know, but... Yeah. But it's like, I really just want to, I like to explore, I love exploring new things. You know what I mean? I like trying new yeah. things out. And I love places that are warm, I'm saying, because again, hello, I'm from Vermont, but also I've never been one who like enjoys the cold, let alone snow. So I'm like, send me to the tropics, man. Like, I don't know. I love, I love when it's toasty. So yeah, I guess, Jamie, what's one way, okay, it sounds a little bit like dramatic. We're not 30 yet. Let's calm down. But what would you say, I guess, Jamie, is like one of the best things you feel like you've done for yourself so far being in your 20s? Maybe the best thing that's happened to you in your 20s or something. Um, honestly, for me, getting healthy. Yeah? Yeah, I think that's the best thing. And awesome. yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's the best thing I did was, was getting, getting healthy. Yeah. Taking care of yourself. Taking, care of your, taking way better care of myself than I ever have. Oh, that's so beautiful, though. I love that. Yeah. What about you? Oh, my gosh. For me, it was getting back surgery. Because I had scoliosis from the time I told you I was like, my pediatrician found it when I was like 14 or 15. They had you bend over to the back test. And I wasn't having a lot of pain then, but my pediatrician then, Dr. Gerson, had mentioned it. And um, the fact that, again, I, you know, I, I had a weird curve thing where after seeing many specialists here in Vermont, before even in college, I mean, then also when I come home for the holidays in college and see certain specialists here, um, it was very much kind of like, oh, you could get surgery or oh, you never know. It's very TBD. And I mean, I don't know, having surgery in 2018 changed my whole entire life. So, I mean, two inches tall is pretty nice, but no, but even still, it's just kind of, you know, being, I think it's to me again, with the healthy part too, it's, it's so much more, I think it's a very intangible value to be 
happy with the way you look and how you feel for everyone. You know what I mean? Because my rib always stuck out. My back was always crooked and it kind of made me self-conscious. To me, I could never fit into so many dresses because, yes, I'm small, but because of my back, the way it stuck out, the zipper wouldn't come up. So mm. I, so it's like, dude, I can't be wearing like a big dress when I have very small things in the front. And then in the back, I'm very small too. And I'm all kind of tight everywhere, I guess. But because of my body being a little bit dysmorphed a little bit with my spine. Yeah. Kind of like it was, it was a little bit, yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of mental, I guess, stuff kind of in twenties, learning that it's okay to. Yeah. Ooh, going to therapy. That was, that's another one. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Thank so, you with that one. I think that's a good note to leave on with everything. We can always do a part two if you guys want more info about us. I love it, guys. If you want, I think I'll say this it was funny. I love doing like the back in the day stuff. Oh my God. I love yeah. it. Dude, it gets me like sentimental thinking about like shit, how much life has happened in a short amount of time. I'm cool that, you know what? I feel like I did a lot in my young 20s and I'm like, let's go, man. Like the fun has just begun. You know what I mean, Jamie? For everyone. Yes. I like that. So I guess, Jenny, what are kind of things, I guess, you're loving this week, any of your favorites that you want to share? Okay. I had to really think about my favorites this week. I didn't have a ton. I don't have a ton this week, you. I don't have a ton either. Um, okay. So one favorite I want to mention now that I'm home is um, I really love M&Ms. I'm just going <laughs> to put it out there. They're great. It's a great candy. My dad does like a Costco size thing of M&Ms because he makes his own trail mix and he puts them in there. But my goodness, are they a great candy. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was um, if you have curly – I have my hair down right now. But if you have curly hair, you're looking for a really good affordable line of products. Um, I have this Shea – I love Shea Moisture. I've purchased their products. I only used one product that did not work very well for my hair. But just wanted to mention them. They have a great – this, like, spray bottle. I think it's their marshmallow leave-in conditioner, they call it. Ooh, I um, love that. Really great product. I've seen some curly girls use it. Um, so just wanted to mention that. Also wanted to mention, I know, I know people don't like Amazon, but if oh, you guys right, right now there's some issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you need some new clothes and you don't want to pay a lot, the Amazon Essentials brands are really good. Like Amazon Essentials, my favorite sweatpants are from them. I'm wearing a pair of jeans from their brand Good Threads right now. I purchased some t-shirts. Like if you guys need like just cheap, easy stuff, I hate to say it, but that's been my go-to. And then I wanted to mention a recipe or maybe like a trick for people out there. Love this hack. hack. Yeah. So I have a little iced coffee hack. <laughs> uh, so if you are like myself and you just have maybe a one cup coffee maker or you have a regular coffee maker, uh, this was a trick I learned a long time ago to make iced coffee. So what you want to do is make your coffee. If you have a one cup coffee maker, put a Pyrex cup under the spout instead of a regular coffee cup. And then if you have a regular coffee maker, you're going to pour the coffee into a Pyrex cup because once you have that, you're going to put the Pyrex cup in the freezer for about half hour to 45 minutes. And I say use a Pyrex cup because you need something that can withstand the hot going to the extreme cold. You don't want anything to crack and Pyrex is made for that. So you put it in the freezer for like 30 to 45 minutes. Don't forget it's in there. I almost did that the other day. Um, and then you can, you can just pour it into a regular jar if you want. But I suggest if you can use a blender, pour the coffee in the blender, pour your sweetener, pour whatever milk you use, blend it just a little bit. So it mixes everything together and then you have a really nice 
frothy iced coffee. Uh, if you want like a version of the draft latte at La Cologne, I highly suggest using cold brew concentrate instead of making coffee to do this because it'll taste really good and really sweet. And cold brew concentrate, you already have to measure out like the water to, or like the milk to coffee ratio. But I just wanted to mention that that's been something I've been doing almost weekly, not here when I'm home, but in my apartment, I've been making, that's how I've been making iced coffee sometimes twice a day. And it's great. Jimmy, it sounds like a fun coffee smoothie or slushy. Sorry, coffee slushy almost kind of. Yeah, thing. I don't put ice in with oh, it all. Okay. It's just to like blend the liquid together. So instead of stirring it, and I just find it, it just blends better. Wait, stop. That's so fun. I love that you have a little hack today, Jamie. It's so yeah. cute. So that's huh? what I got. That's yours? Okay. You. So mine, um, I don't, Jimmy, I feel like if I repeated it last week, so be it, I'm a big fan still. Maybe I just told you separately. You guys, one of my favorites this week, acupuncture. If I didn't already talk about this, uh, acupuncture. It's one of my favorites this week because um, I have been going, guys, now um, every two weeks. I just started that back up again, like beginning of July. Because, beautiful thing, my insurance now covers it. Huge, huge thing. Huge thing. I used to pay out of pocket, guys, like maybe once a month or so. But now I was working uh, more so full-time kind of at the gym. This acupuncture place, guys, happens to be right above um, – a gym I used to teach at. And it's called Integrative Acupuncture. The owner, Jonathan, and I are now pals. You recognize me from Instagram. And I'm like, dude, I'm not even famous, but I mutual respect and love. They're great people. They also, Jamie, have a component of Chinese medicine there. So they're pretty, they're, it's pretty cool. It's very, very natural, but also just like very different modalities and ways to kind of aid in various things in our life. So for example, acupuncture this past week that I went, um, my girl Zizi, who's awesome, she was putting, I know I used to hate needles, guys, and I got surgery and I have a tattoo. I still don't like needles, but like the acupuncture are different. You don't feel it the same way. I don't feel the same way about it. I can't look at it though. I'm usually on my back, thankfully. She'll put it on my, on the back of my ears and stuff. I know it sounds eh, to everybody, but trust me, it, it doesn't feel that same kind of issue. And I feel very safe with her. So it's also a different difference. Um, she was putting in special acupressure points that actually were helping me sleep at night, which is cool, but actually it's cool. She gave me this like printout papers, handouts of, there's so many specific parts, Jamie, like in your ear and like uh, not in your ankle, but like near your foot and stuff, different parts, I guess, kind of in your body where when you guys have acupuncture put in these specific spots, helps the digestion, helps with some liver cleansing. And this is not in my stomach, but I'm saying it somehow there's so many meridians in your body. It's like a full chart of it. It's really crazy, but it's really cool stuff. So very minimal invasive, obviously. And I just, I really enjoy it because I find it for me right now. It's kind of like time for me that I do. A, B is covered by my insurance nest, $20 copay. Totally doable every two weeks for right now. I'm kind of spreading it out. Depends. Helping with my sleep because my sleep has been affected a little bit since I recently came off some medicine that I was on for the last two years. So it's kind of been affecting a lot of things and I really like it. And my girl's awesome. And again, guys, any little thing you have free or something you pay for that helps your mental health. It's so worth it. You know what I mean? Again, Jamie and I mentioned therapy and stuff too. It's just great. So I love these kind of things. So a acupuncture B guys. Um, I think Jay mentioned you before, but not on the pod guys. One of my also kind of big um, positives right now that I love to share DP Hugh there. Um, Cool Blonde Toning Shampoo. I use it once a week now. Can't really see it, I guess, that much right now. But my hair, because of the where the blonde is in here, it just helps keep the blonde not brassy. And I like it because no one has time for that. A, be a natural brunette. And I didn't go all blonde. And I mean, that was years ago I did that. But um, it just it's good because it's very subtle. It's just like a good toning shampoo to use. My hair, my hairstylist recommended it. I didn't just buy it and let's see what happens. Um, 
And again, guys, the benefits of DPHU, Jamie and I talked about, I think maybe off the pod, but it's a great business, guys. Um, Co-founded by Justin Anderson, celebrity hairstylist. If you guys ever watched um, Barry Cavallari, he was on this show because um, he's really good friends with Kristen Cavallari. He's her hairstylist. And it's great because DPHU, guys, also, they have um, a lot of the proceeds of their purchases go to benefit a lot of other hair colorists across the country. So sometimes it depends. You kind of have to put in certain information for that. But if your salon, somehow there's somehow there's a lot of ways how they want to always give back to the hair colorist. I think it's beautiful because everyone needs to support different businesses. And it's just really cool how, you know, if you need it for your hair and can do it at home in between visits, it just kind of helps neutralize the color so it doesn't look so dirty almost in between. So it's cool. And also using purple shampoo, you feel pretty, feel pretty like, I don't know, like funky in a cool badass way, you know? It doesn't turn me purple, it's just the way it looks. So yeah, it's again, DP Hue, cool blonde, um, they're toning shampoo anyways. And it's like maybe 20 bucks. So it's not that bad. And I only use once a week. So it lasts probably forever. I don't even, I barely got it. Used it like three or four times already. And it's great. You only use a little bit. And then the other thing Jamie I was going to mention is, I'm not sure if you can tell here, with my hair, a little bit of the clips, maybe not so much. Ooh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I maybe I've worn them before, guys. They're these clips. Okay. It's, riv- it's like a really simple Jamie kind of drugstore thing from Ulta Beauty. It's Riviera hair clips. I just want to share because I've been loving them because today I just started to do a little cute side twist and a little bun because I'm sick of putting my hair up in a bun. A, then my hair at the bottom falls down and I don't wear my hair down very often. A, B, little when it's like 100 degrees plus humidity. I don't have time for that. Next, wet pimples. No, no bueno. So, um, it's really cute because, Jamie, they're like um, metallic. So there's like a silver, a rose gold, a bronze, a gold. And it's like a bobby pin, guys. But it's a really cute kind of little detail. And you can use it in your hair in any ways. I really like them. And it's just like fun, I think, to kind of, again, yes, I'm, I guess I have times where I'm very girly. Other times where I'm very sporty. But definitely a mix where you just kind of fun to maybe just up your hair in a very low-key way. Just like, oh, put a little clip in there and just, I don't know. It's fun. Also, I love metallic. So it makes me very happy. So it's called Riviera. It's a brand. They have it, guys, in like the hair accessories portion of Ulta Beauty. Available online or in store right now because I know their stores in Vermont are open. I'm not sure everywhere. But again, wear a mask inside. Keep your distance. They have signs everywhere in lines. Very specific way to walk around the store. I've walked backwards a few times because I've gone the wrong direction. But we're still learning to look down when we walk with the new way of life. So those little hair cups I wanted to mention. And then, ooh, Jane. That's all I have to mention, but there's something else that I actually just ordered today. Some herbal sparkling waters. They were actually like cheaper than the last time I checked them. It's a fun new brand based in Colorado. And when they come in, I'll let you know how they are, but I'll show them probably eventually. But I love trying out different drinks and stuff, guys. Also because (laughs) like, you know, like, I don't know. I've been like on a big like beverage like thing lately, but I'm just like into it because it's fun to, you know, obviously drink water too, but it's also kind of fun to have either different kinds of, you know, it's like an herbal tonic sparkling water. And I mean, I'm not a big, I'm not a seltzer person, but I like sparkling water. I think they're different somehow. I'm not really sure, but some of the bubbles taste different to me. So it's some fun kind of like tea infused things. I'm pumped. A little bit of quirky flavors and also they're from like Boulder, Colorado. So interesting stuff from out West. But anyway, so excited about that. And um, also Jamie, this is so random, but I'll mention it guys again. I'm not like team Colorado right now, but for some reason I keep noticing lately on certain either products I follow on social or different brands I'm aware of. There are so many different food and beverage brands coming out from Colorado that I never even knew were all based out of there. There's something else called a cool brand of kombucha called Rowdy Mermaid Kombucha. (laughs) I love their name. Never had it. But Liz Moody, who hosts the Healthier Together podcast, and actually is a journalist, several several publications. She actually just moved back to California where she's from. She was in the city for a while with her husband. And I think she has a cat 
or something. Um, but um, it's called Rowdy Mermaid, and it's a really cool kind of kombucha. And that I can't order because it's too expensive, and I probably try to find, try to find it at a store nearby here at some point. But it's just kind of cool because I like a lot of different Vermont kombucha too, but it's kind of just like fun to try out different kinds of drinks from different places. So, yeah, that's kind of, I guess, my little faves this week. Thanks. Nice. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you guys enjoy mine and Jamie's little interview. Jamie, I loved this. Yeah, this is fun. We'll do, yeah. we'll do a part two. We'll do a part two, guys. I love this. I'm not kidding, Jamie. I love, you know what I mean? Like little things, I don't know, little facts about each other and just like cool stuff. So, oh, so into it. Again, guys, as always, new episodes come out every Friday. Um, follow at omgstoppod on Instagram. Um, again, the podcast you listen to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, a bunch of other places where all podcasts are available to listen to. Share it with friends. Again, guys, we've been having, we've been trying to keep the topics pretty fresh and different. So let us know how you're liking it. I like the holistic mix, Jamie. I'm into it. It's a lot of yeah. a lot of different changes. Keep it funky, fresh for you guys. So, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Bye.